Hello, welcome, welcome to our 37th episode of our season 2. Tayo at Dream to Rise and I am truly grateful that you're all here. Again, this is Cynthia Concordia, your host for today. The paramount significance of the present moment delve into the process of identifying and defining your dreams. Whether big or small, your dreams are the driving force behind a meaningful life. Explore the concept of living in the present moment and understand how it forms the foundation for a life well lived. Remember that the power to transform your life lies within you. Embrace each moment, set your sights on your dreams, and take deliberate actions to turn them into reality. Let us listen to the story of our guest, Craig Skowski, who helps others through mentorship and financial literacy training from the trauma he has gone through in life. According to him, we're all going through something every day but you're not going through it alone. Nobody laughs or cries in a different language. Let us welcome Craig Sotkowski. Hello to all our friends uh, out there listening to our uh, the new episode of Dream to Rise podcast. And uh, we have uh, another special guest, who will share, who shares the raw unscripted story of how he rose from adversity, abuse, and setbacks to find his life's purpose in helping others through mentorship and financial literacy training. He celebrates his failures as well as his successes, helping um, others grow by finding and walking their own path. According to him, we're all going through something every day, but you're not going through it alone. Nobody laughs or cries in a different language. I love that. <laughs> so without further ado, let us welcome Craig Stokowski. I don't know if I got it right, Craig. Nobody ever knows. <laughs> how, how would you pronounce the last Craig name? Stokowski. Stokowski. So it should be fast. Stokowski. There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good, good, good. And thank you so much, Craig, for being thank here. You, I appreciate and, the opportunity. Yes, yeah, same here. And it's a great honor to be with uh, someone who has gone through so much in life, the traumas they have experienced, and yet they're still here, continue to grow, evolving and making a difference in other people's lives. And that's what, I, what I'm what i focusing on in this uh, podcast. We all have a story to share. Yes, Craig? Yes. Absolutely, we all have a story to share. Yes. So I since we, we mentioned about story, would I would like you to share your story. Tell something about yourself that brought you to, to where you are right now. So... Um... I always thought I always thought I would be famous for like something I've done in in the business world. Um, we were one of the first online repositories to own a finance and lease purchase properties in the world back in like 2000. I want to say 2005, six around there. Mm -hmm. um, 
And what happened was I, I was a 9-11 responder to the World Trade Center and I ended up getting lung cancer. And now I'm the 9-11 cancer guy. And I'm, I'm part of like a group of tens of thousands who are sick and dying and, and nobody really cares. And not too many people even know. And what I'm doing is I'm sharing my story with the hopes that people will live their life now, not tomorrow, not someday. You know, it has to be today. And, and that's what I do. I get on podcasts and I talk to beautiful people like yourself to encourage their audience to, to listen to your dreams and understand that you have to execute on them now because tomorrow is not promised. Yes. Uh, my daughter, my daughter has a teacher used to say it's like a Tuesday afternoon because Tuesday afternoon, some, something can happen random. Right? And what I found out for myself going through a bunch of surgeries and, and, and getting my mid and lower lung removed um, to this day, I'm still in physical pain from it. And that was uh, six years ago. And I've had uh, a bunch of surgeries in, in 2020 and procedures. And 2021, I had a, a knee ablation after I had eight knee operations during my life. And that knee ab uh, ablation gave me three blood clots that almost took me out. Um, so so I encourage people to, to motivate themselves, yes. Inspire themselves, absolutely. But execute. Execute on the ideas that you have. And this is one of the things that I have found through my entrepreneurial journey is that we, we all get into our heads and, and we leave ideas there. And it's always about, you know, what if I do this, what is somebody going to say about me or how are they going to look at me? And, and, and I'm here to tell them it doesn't matter. Just do it anyway. They're going to talk about you anyway. Mm -hmm. They're going to wish ill upon you anyway. So why not just be fantastic, you know, and be, become a living legend? Yes. Yes. And that's always the what we have in uh, in us, the fear, no? Fear of what other people would say. Fear that I'll make a, I'll make a mistake. Fear that, uh, oh, they'll, they'll laugh at me. Fear that um, I'm not capable of this. A lot of fears. That's, that, I think, the major roadblock we have. That is, that is a huge roadblock. And, and, and one thing that I, I, I try to get across to people is that it doesn't matter if you, I think, I believe wholeheartedly that if you go through this life and, and you do a lot of things, right, you're going to fail anyway. Just fail fast. Understand, learn, move on. I failed so many times and bankrupt morally and, and financially, as well as mentally. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've, I've had businesses in, in multiple countries in different genres. And the one thing that I've learned throughout my life is that nobody laughs or cries in a different language. We're all the same, we're human beings, right? Mm -hmm. um, the only thing that separate us is maybe how we speak, some cultural differences, yeah. right? But but we are human. So yeah. what hurts me hurts you. Exactly. In a way, right? Uh, and I believe that if we share our experiences, one of the one of the things that I do is I, I talk about how uh, I've been through some stuff that little kids shouldn't have to go through. And as a male, I encourage men to speak about it because a lot of men don't uh, because you have to hold it in and be macho and all that. That's the worst thing you can do for yourself because if you don't overcome the obstacle, the obstacle is the story with the emotional attachment that we have to it. That's if what I that's what I observe with the guys. That's why most of the guys, they, as you can see, you know, a lot of the in, in statistics, 
those who commit suicide are mostly guys because they keep everything. Yeah, you can't. Themselves. How come? Because, because macho. We're, we're, we're born into cultures that it's machismo, it's, it's macho. You know, don't, don't talk about your feelings. Don't talk about your emotions. You're weak. That's the furthest thing from the truth. Because when you do talk about your emotions, you're allowing them to go into the universe. God is way bigger than I'll ever be. The universe or whatever you want to call it. Way bigger. Let, let the universe handle my problems. Exactly. I don't have to keep them here anymore. Exactly. And, and that's what I encourage people to do. Because it's so important. Because like you said, I mean, especially in rural communities around the world, men commit to, commit suicide so often. Yeah. And, it, and it's really sad because what happens is you're in front of children that, that are going to be scarred for life, in front of spouses that are going to be scarred for life. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to be grim, but I mean, somebody has to find the body, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that is usually the, the spouse or the children. And... You know, I believe you got to incarnate back to this place if you do something like that. But that's just me, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's my that's my biggest thing. I never want to incarnate back to this place ever again. Mm -hmm. I, I'm 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 here. I want to fix all my obstacles exactly, so I don't have to come back. And this is why I do what I do. I don't care about the embarrassment. I don't care about what people say. Yeah. I don't. I, I really don't. Uh -huh. Because what I've learned, what I've learned is, if you want to know a problem. Talk about it. Talk about something and people will be like, no, we can't talk about that. That's the problem. No communication. So I encourage people to communicate. Do you think that is also might be the reason why a lot of uh, husbands, because I shared with you my story about domestic abuse. Sure. Do you think it, it is also the reason of, of trying to take it to the to the wife or to the children, the abuse, because they feel something that uh, there is something sure. wrong. Sure, there's insecurities. There's, oh, a, there's, emotional, there's, a, there's an emotional attack on the person, right? So who are you gonna, who are you gonna bring it out to is the people that are closest to you. Yes. And, and when it comes to abuse, it, it's kind of sad in a way because the person that is abusing somebody was probably abused themselves. So yeah. what I've learned, so what I've learned, and, and it means a lot to me, is I don't look at the person anymore like, oh, you did something to me. I'm always like, well, what happened to them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, we get we get pissed off, we we get you know emotional, we get triggered, we get all this. That means you're not working on yourself. Yes, and, and that's something that I encourage people to do is to get over their stinking thinking. Exactly. And when whenever I um I tell my children, you know what? Um when there is someone who did something wrong to you, it's his being human, it's the behavior that is the problem. It's not that person. Because I believe each individual has some kind of goodness within themselves. It's just that he was raised that way, which he thought that it was normal. And then, um, and uh, he kept it because he, he he kept the the practice within his family, and then applied it because he thinks that it is effective, especially disciplining children. Sure, the thing. Uh huh. Oh, I mean, so when what was your biggest obstacle you had to overcome? Is it because of the the cancer? 
or during that time um, and um, the 9-11 that you almost lost your life because of a lot of procedures or infection? I, 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 think, I think what happened to me was I, I didn't know who I was before. Mm-hmm. And now I, now I know who I am now. And I believe, I believe wholeheartedly that the reason why I didn't know who I was before is because I didn't deal with the issues, the emotional issues that I had, the self-sabotaging behaviors, the, the lack of respect for myself, um, the, the education of, of understanding what emotional attachments were to past circumstances. And these are the things that I've, I've spent thousands upon thousands of hours by myself, self-isolating from my wife and my daughter, uh, being in bed a month at a time, three weeks at a time, two weeks at a time, a month at a time, you know, a week at a time. And it was just it, over years, it just builds up into your personality. And I was comfortable being sick because I was always I was sick, I was sick for 10 plus years. And it becomes it becomes like a, a second nature thing where you're. You're into this, you know, I, I'm an earner, but I can't, I can't know where the money's coming from the electricity because I'm in bed. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm a business owner and, and, and I can't, I, I can't get out of my own way. And I think that's something that, that a lot of people have a problem with. Cause it takes a lot of work. Especially you mentioned about bankruptcy. You, you've experienced that, right? Oh yeah. Twice. Twice. Uh-huh. So uh, when was the time wherein you told yourself, oh, I don't want to stay in this dark bubble anymore because I'm not living my life to the fullest and I have to make that shift, make a decision that I have to um, recreate my life and start a new chapter of my life. And uh... so, so for me, it wasn't just like one time. Uh-huh. I tell people this is my 4,375th time to get it right because I've always, 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 always have been in, put myself in some kind of circumstance where I needed to get out of. And, and that was a habit of always being in that kind of cycle. It was always a cycle about, you know, the extreme. What's going to happen? I used to ask myself, what could be worse? Then I started to realize I don't want to know what could be worse because I've been through enough in my life. And that's what our elders uh, trained us, raised us, even my parents. They would always focus on the worst case scenario. Yeah, that's of what... course, because trauma bonding, that's trauma bonding. It's, uh-huh. it, it's when you're like, for me, it was always like, well, what's it going to matter? Uh, I'm going to go bankrupt anyway. Or what's going to happen? Uh, I don't know how to make money and I'd be at the top of my game. It's all mental. It's all mental. And once you start doing a dark work on yourself to understand who you are, not what society says you have to be, uh-huh. that's when change happens. That's when you change. I always wanted to change the world. No, the world don't need changing. I was the one that needed changing. Every time I would go to a different geographical location to live, work, whatever, I would always show up with the same emotional luggage. So it never made any sense to me. I'd always be like, oh, I'm going to change this place. Not a place has always changed me. And I look at my life now, I'm 58 years old, and I feel like a little kid. I feel like a young baby. I feel like this, this, this ball of energy that, that is here to help people understand who they are. And we should we should be like, that's why whenever they tell us, it's good to be childlike again 
wherein you tend to be curious, you try new things, be adventurous, because that's how you will discover your your strengths and weaknesses and focus on that. And that could be your passion. That could be your purpose later on. Sure, but what happens is as we get older, we, we have all of these failed experiences that build up. It's like it's like mental plaque, mm -hmm. right? You keep eating fat foods, you're going to clog your arteries. Well, mm -hmm. if you keep going in a failing position all the time, you're going to have you're going to develop more self doubt than when you were a child, right? We never tell the kid if you if, if a kid is running and falls, don't tell him to stay there. Tell him to get up, do it again. Mm -hmm. With adults, remember, adults are little children in, in adult bodies. So if we haven't mentally figured this out. You could be 60, 70, 80 years old and still be and still have those self-sabotaging behaviors. The outside world might look at you and be like, oh, you're so successful. But what I realize as soon as somebody closes the front door, you don't know what the problems are behind exactly. the door. Exactly. Right? Yes. And and what we encourage, I encourage people to do all the time is you, you have to go through the dark work. You're the only one that knows what bothers you. So, so is that the, the procedure, is that the strategy you used for you to make that change? Always. The tool? That tool? The, the, the magic button. Is <laughs> <laughs> not the, the magic button for me, I'm just saying off my experience, is not saying, oh, you know what? It's Cynthia's fault. Oh, it's my mom's fault. It's my dad's fault. It's my sibling's fault. Oh, that person screwed me out of a business. I used to love be doing that. Oh, the government is at fault, and it's the bank's fault. And no, it's my fault. I put myself in those positions. So how are you going to figure it out? Well, you have to go through some embarrassing situations. You have to go through a little bit of humility. You got to be humbled a little bit. I've been I've been called cocky by my own family, and and I believe it's not it's not an arrogance. It's 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 a self uh, a self awareness mechanism. I could take whatever is thrown at me. So if I so if I get a little louder than what I'm supposed to, people are like, oh, you're cocky. No, I'm, I'm self-assured. I know who I am. I understand what life is all about because what I realized is I'm nothing. <laughs> and I think that's what that's what people don't really understand. We're light seeking the human experience, mm -hmm. right? This is this is our our meat suit. So what if we're not dealing with our emotional problems? You're just gonna become a giant toddler. Mm -hmm. And that's what we deal with most of the times with adults, yeah. just big yeah. children. So it, I do you say that it is through our trauma, our problems that help us learn uh Absolutely. if learn, we're willing if learn we're our willing, lessons, right? If we're willing to like, you know, we're we're willing to open take the band-aid off, look at the wound, right? Analyze it, be in it, understand it cry men women it doesn't matter you have to show emotions and then you could compartmentalize and put it here mm -hmm. you're never going to forget about the incidences that happened in your life but if you don't change the emotional attachment that you have to that story then you're always going to be consistently in that negative vibe i would just like to ask now in terms of uh we talked about forgiveness what can you say about forgive and forget? Uh, forgive and never forget. Why? Because you're never going to forget. So it, do you, you think forgetting, not 
to forget the instance or the the person who did wrong to you is that holding grudge uh, holding a grudge again okay. well, well think about that if you're holding a grudge okay you're going to be you're going to be sicker because people are going to be living rent free in your head mm -hmm. when i say forgive forgive for yourself right i'm always going to remember we're always going to remember right I listen to people. Oh, this is this is a trigger warning. Stop! It, it's like everything is a trigger warning because you're not working on your triggers, mm -hmm. and that is what that is what emotionally bankrupt means is when you're not working on yourself. I'm in personal development. Okay, I personally develop myself every day. One of the things when I was in bed and I was beating myself up mentally was I was comparing myself to who I was 15 years ago. I was comparing myself to when I had money, when I was speaking at convention centers, and I'd be in bed going, I don't even know where food's coming from. I don't know where the lights, when the lights are going to be turned off because I don't have enough money. Oh, I'm going to go bankrupt. And it was like constantly beating myself up until it was those empowering moments of, you know what? I'm grateful for waking up. There was some times that when I woke up, I was like, why do I have to go through this again? I'm in so much pain. Maybe I shouldn't have just woke up this morning. That's being ungrateful. Now I've learned through through a really good mentor of mine, Les Brown. Um, he he had told me as long as you stay ahead of the chalk outline, you're okay, right? You're always you're always 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 doing new things. In your environment is is the most important. What kind of environment are you creating for yourself? Yes, and that's what I like. Trying new things. Because if you don't try new things, then you'll be stuck in that comfort zone. And usually opportunities are actually at the borderline of your comfort zone. Sure. I mean, I'm living in, I'm living right now where I don't know what tomorrow is going to be like. I really don't. But I have to be today. You know, it's yeah. a present. They call it a gift. So open it. But you still create your dream, right? Create your to, dream. A to a certain degree. Like I live my life now as if I already had it. Yes. And and that, and that, that is, is the dream. That's the dream. Exactly. That's yes. the dream. Changing your perspective on your life. Yes. yes. Having a different attitude instead of being like, woes me. Be like, why not me? Thing, uh -huh. Bad things happen to good people all day long. Uh -huh. Good things happen to bad people. Mm -hmm. Just move forward. From this point forward is how I live my life. I Somebody was asking me the other day, I was on a podcast, and they were like, well, what do you see in five years? I don't see in five years. I see today. Yes, we plan, okay? But in in my life, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Now, I was told I had cancer three times. They were only right once, but yet I have the scars for all three times. And this is and this is like, you know, it took 19 lipomas out of me. And I'm just amazed that I'm still here. Mm -hmm. So if I'm here, I have to execute on my ideas daily. I have to compare myself to who I was yesterday to be a better person today. Right. Be the best version. And uh, I agree with you. Always be grateful because whenever you all um you you feel grateful or you're always thankful for what you have, you always feel blessed. And when you're blessed, you you feel like you're living in abundance. That's what you're I not, when you're blessed, you're not stressed. 
Yes, yes. You're free. Problems You're are too big free. from my head. Uh -huh. My problems are too big from my head. So I just let the problems go. I don't want to, I don't want to hold on to them. Let them go. Yes. Especially me when I, ha I, I am in a situation where I, I don't know what to do. I just lift it all up to God. <laughs> That's what I, because I believe that God will always be there. And actually in what I'm doing, it was God who paved the way for me, for what I'm doing. I didn't see myself being a coach, being a published author, being a podcaster, being a speaker. Because I, I'm not capable of that. I don't have the background of becoming a writer or whatever. But I think it was God who was giving me this, uh, this opportunity to go, go ahead. But it's still me who has to decide. Well, yeah, God is thin, or right? not. Huh? God is thin. Yes. Yes. Right. So uh -huh. we're, all living, we're all living embodiments of God. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So be godly. Mm -hmm. That's my actually my vision is very simple. Just spread sunshine and happiness to all, so this may create a ripple effect. That's all. No, so we know we know what storms are like. Mm -hmm. I've, been, I've been in many literal hurricanes, right? And and what happens after the hurricane? After the winds come through and and barrel everything down, sun comes out, all the bad stuff goes away. Yes, it's a lot of pain, frustration, aggravation, but in the end. Sun comes out, new growth, new growth. Yes. And it's not actually the the result that is important, but how we go through the journey, facing the storm. The yes. process. I hated the, the process. process. I really, I did not like the process. And then once I started loving the process, that's where I realized that's where the power lies. Yes. I had a friend, uh, friend of mine, he's a really good friend. His name is Kirk Ashley. He always talks about the follow through. Mm -hmm. It's always, everything is always in the follow through. Most people don't follow through. Most people get stuck, stagnant, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or even like, you know, we talk about the subconscious, the unconscious behavior, the subconscious thoughts, right? Um, uh, I started getting into epigenetics when I was going through all of this stuff. And I was learning about heart and brain coherence and how to turn on your light, how to turn on that, that God within. And I was amazed at the things that I was able to do and still are able to do just by allowing myself to become myself. There are too many people that want to be other people. And it's like, no, nah, everybody else is taken. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of work to become yourself. Yes. And most of the time we, we, we compare ourselves. We copy other people. Sure. We have our own gifts given to us by God. Use the gifts. Uh, develop those the talent that uh, was given to you so you may be able to serve other people. That's what I always say. So we, 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 we tend to um, always work on the things that we're not good at mm -hmm. instead of magnetizing magnetizing the things that we're good at. Exactly. And leave, that, leave the stuff that you're not good at to somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's why in the office, if you're not good at for example, in numbers and so on, delegate it to someone who is very good in that. And you're letting him grow as well, right? Absolutely. And that's, and that's why in, in a business world, in a, in a team, in a department, a good leader is someone who would get his staff wherein they have their own 
uh, strengths. Sure. And, and when they meet together, it's a lot easier for them to achieve their goals because each one has a contribution to make. Just and, that, and that's one of the things that people that people don't understand when they're team building, right? Hmm. You can't you can't take five people and just let them willy nilly do whatever they want. You have to understand the psychology between each person. Yes. So if you know X Y Z doesn't like you know doesn't like red. Right. When you come into an office meeting, why are you going to have X, Y, Z staring at red? It's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why the psychology and human behavior is is so important to understand and learn. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to understanding who we are as a species. Yes. And I compare this to to an orchestra. I I kept sharing this one. Each one of us, as what we have mentioned, has our own, we ha- we all have our own talents and gifts. Just like in an orchestra, one plays the bass, one plays the violin, one plays the, the viola, the trumpet, and flute. If one would play his own instrument, you don't see the beauty because it's only, like for example, bass, it's out of tune, right? <laughs> it would just, when you hear the uh, a bass player play the bass, it's like, oh my, please stop it. But when they are in harmony with the other musical instruments, it comes out with a beautiful symphony. And that's how I see it. So each one has a role to play in this society, in this on this earth, and make use of that gift because someone would need your help. And uh, and that's why I like the team building thing, uh, being a team player. Show your what you're good at and then uh, share it. So the department may grow. The, they will be able to achieve what they want to achieve. And, and that is being a good leader. <laughs> well, being a good leader, it's not about really, uh, okay, you in front leading, it's about serving the members, making sure. them realize really what they're good at and then uh, build them, let them grow. It- Gary V talks about, uh, Gary Vernichuk talks about how like, you know, a lot of a lot of the owners of businesses, mm-hmm. well, like, these people should work like me. And it's like, why? They don't own the business. Uh-huh. It's your business. You're the one that's up 24-7. You're the one that's traveling around the world. You're the one that's putting everything together. These per- these people aren't. What's the perk? Mm-hmm. Are they going to become owners too? Then then somebody would have a vested interest in what they're doing. And I think people people tend to hire people just so they can berate them, just so they can you know talk down to them to feel superior. Mm-hmm. And it's like no, if you encourage people and they feel great about what they're doing, you're going to have a beautiful result at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we all have to learn tap into here it's a temple for a reason Mm. it's not about the salary it's not about the title it's not about the position it's about how you let uh how others feel when you are when you engage with them see Mm -hmm. people will always remember how you made them feel and they might not remember what you said but they'll always remember how you made them feel yes how you made them uh feel important that they were able to contribute something 
sure. company and so on. Self-worth. Uh-huh. I mean, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And building their confidence. That, that's what we need as good leaders to help build, boost their confidence so that they'll be able to perform more and better. And that's how you motivate people. Wow, a lot of insights we're getting. <laughs> so uh, uh, how do you remain in power and continue what you do? I'm sorry? How do you remain in power and continue what you do? By by empowering myself every day. I want to learn, I want to learn every day. I empower myself because I'm I'm here for a reason. I've realized that I'm here to pass on a message during my quest. And that's it to to get up. You have no time. Mm-hmm. You don't. I know I know people that have two and three different kinds of cancers at the same time. And, and it's like, you know, I, I always tell people, I'd rather work with a cancer patient than an entrepreneur because entrepreneurs bitch too much. <laughs> and, and it's true, right? Because it, it, it's like when, when you're going through cancer, you automatically think that you're going to die. That's the first thing, right? And then it's like you see people walk away from you because you're not fun anymore. You see, you see like... So you, you have experienced this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're not fun anymore. You're not, you're not empowering because you're, you're wallowing in self-pity sometimes. It's like an endless thing. It's a never-ending thing, I should say. Uh, when you're sick, your health is your wealth. And if you're and if you're sick all the time and you're going to doctors all the time and somebody calls on be like, hey, you want to go for a drink? Well, no, I can't. I'm worrying about my my white blood count or I'm worried about like, you know, my my sugar. Or I'm worried about my next result or my next scan. It's an entirely different way of thinking. And what I had to do for myself because of the industry, the medical industry that we're in right now is I don't trust them. I just don't. Because I've been told things that were lies, straight out lies about me, about like what was wrong with me. And then it would come up like, well, oh, no, you know, you don't have cancer. OK, but I, you you told me you're treating me for breast cancer. It's one of the big things in 9-11 uh, World Trade Center for men is breast cancer. So you have a lump over here, right? A big lump. And they're like, okay, we're going to treat you for cancer, but first we're going to take it out. Then they they cut you, they take it out, and it's like, oh, no, you you don't have cancer. See? So mentally, it wears you down. It beats you up. And then you're like, why am I even bothering? What am I I even here for? I'm better off dead, you know, so my wife and child can move on. And and it plays plays a a heavy toll on your head. And what I realized for myself is to stand back up again. Whatever it is, whatever the doctor is going to tell me, it's not going to alter how I feel emotionally. It just doesn't. Mm, I, but have you? Ex- it was you who experienced that the wrong um, diagnosis. Well, it's not. It's not so much the wrong diagnosis as they don't know how to diagnose. Oh, <laughs> just don't. They just don't. I've been told. I was told I had breast cancer, and there was somebody looking at an X-ray. It's like, how do you? How do you even like say that to somebody if you don't have proper testing? Imagine the impact on that to to your, to you. I just laugh now. I was told, I was told uh, 
last week that I have to go see a hematology oncologist. I was like, for what? Mm -hmm. Well, you got some issues with your blood. Okay, well, now I understand. It's just a different kind of doctor. Mm -hmm. You're going to listen to what they say with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Because what I've realized during this, this whole journey, quest, or whatever you want to call it, is that half the people that graduate, graduate at the lowest part of the class. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, well, you know what? That's the nice thing about you. You look at it in a different way, no? After. So you don't get so stressed out. I did that. I did the whole stress thing. I was like, oh my God, like what really broke my heart was my wife and daughter would walk by me and, and see if I was still breathing. They were they were there a couple of times, a few times when they were like, if you didn't come to the emergency room, you'd be dead in the morning. That's not that's not very that's not very cool. It's not fair. It's not it's not a good way of like walking through life. And I, I just encourage people, man, just get this sharp. You have to develop a, a mindset that is unstoppable. And people will be like, well, you don't know my story. Yes, I do. It's a story. It's the emotional attachment that you still have to that story that makes you woes me. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> A lot of discoveries now, but I am glad you taking those uh, that action step of changing that mindset. It really helps. It's all about in our thoughts. That's really taking Everything us to the next level. Uh, Everything is in our thoughts. We have so many. We have so many things. Like I don't. I'm sure it's this has happened to you or somebody in your audience. You'll walk by someplace and you'll smell something, and it'll bring you back to like when you were five years old or four years old, just the smell, right? Well, that that right there is your brain doesn't know the difference between fantasy and reality. We have a reticular activating system. Everybody does. And all the RAS wants to do is please us. So if we think that we're garbage, reticular activating system wants to please you. And it says you are garbage. Yes. And this this is just the way life is. So go go back to the stories about the abusive people. Well, they were abused as well, right? Yes. So they continue to abuse. And I and I see it all over the place. I see it in all the cultures. You know, we we bring we bring our failed um, the things that we failed on in our life, and we pass it on to our children, mm -hmm. and our children become depressed, suicidal globally now with the internet you might be like you might be in a rural village someplace and you have the internet and you're like seeing these beautiful buildings and cars and all this and you turn around and you look and you see squalor and slums see and, and it's like well what am i going to do so i'm going to kill myself so i have to live like this this is, we see it all over the world and that's why social media is also sometimes we have to Double get, out, get out from this social media because that impacts also your your mental your psyche of course yeah uh-huh and that i just don't know why others would uh, probably they would like to share what they have achieved but then i always tell other people don't compare yourself because your life is different from their life and me i i, I even appreciate I, I'm not rich, 
but I truly appreciate the the what how what my parents did to us. I mean, sent us they value education, sent us to school even though we're not rich to a private school, and then that's uh those are the things that we need to appreciate and rather than compare. I never attended prom parties during my childhood years, never. But I know I value more the family. I value more uh, my parents, the love that we share within the family. But uh, parties for me, it's not really a priority. You talk about love. Some, you know, some people don't know what love is, or they only know love through their interpretation because that's how they will love. Mm -hmm. So everybody has a different expression of love. Some people it's physical. Some people it's emotional. Some people it's abuse. Oh, somebody's showing me abusive love. Uh huh. Because it's, they they want to be submissive. They just want to. Sure. Oh my. Uh huh. Yeah, you brought up an, uh, again a, a great topic about love. Different <laughs> interpretation of what love is. But uh, love is really sharing yourself so others may be able to live the life they love. For me, that's love. Uh, spreading Everybody life. Everybody has a different interpretation. Yes, uh-huh. Everything. So... In the um, so you believe in manifestations. Do you believe in manifestations? Yes and no. Okay, and and the reason why I say that is because what I've realized, I I don't come to any conclusions anymore. Mm. I just don't, because what happens is you come to a conclusion, and then if somebody brings you different evidence, you're going to change your conclusion, right? So why not just why not just be open to whatever is there? why why just have this idea of this is it and this is the way it's going to be you'll never grow from that mm -hmm. does that make sense mm -hmm. okay yes but i was thinking of because like what we have discussed is let it be we let uh when see faith is something different than manifestation but but when you have that strong faith and you believe in that. But then you already see it, it's there. See, what I, what I believe in, just as it's my perspective, right? Uh -huh. My wealth, my all, all the creature comforts of what rich is supposed to be is, is already here. I have to solve the equation from here to there, which is through the process. I know that if I'm not working on myself, then the process is going to hurt. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. So I'm going to make I'm going to make all of these mistakes during the process. And I look at everything further along down the road instead of just sitting and attracting. Attracted. But then when you because I still believe in our motto, ora et labora, prayer and work. It's a Latin word for a term for prayer and work. Manifestation, it's just not letting it come to you. No, what I'm you saying know. is it's already there. It's already there. It, But then you still have to act on it to oh, work. Of course you have to work on it. 
that, uh-huh. that's that's like um a relationship right uh-huh. what happens what happens when we get into a relationship now i want to have a relationship with you you want to have a relationship with me if i don't put the time and energy into it mm-hmm. and you don't put the time and energy into it exactly. what's going to happen to the relationship it's just going to fall apart yes. so you have to have a vested interest in the outcome mm-hmm. and you can't have somebody tell you what the vested interest for you is you have to find that for yourself Mm-hmm. So you have to put the time and energy into yourself. Yes. Personal development. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I always believe it's an ongoing conversation with ourselves. That's self-mastery. I know, I know in martial arts, when you become a master, right? You know the basics. Mm-hmm. You're always gonna learn. Mm-hmm. A lot of us we want to become a master, and then once we're all oh, we're a master, we stop. We don't put the time and energy into it anymore. Mm-hmm. That's that's ego. That's edging God out. Yes. And once you do that, then you have all different other problems. Yes. I I, I know. You stop learning when you're already six feet underground. That's the only time for you. Yeah, to- I'm I'm tired. Tiredness for good people. <laughs> Gotta keep going. <laughs> yes, keep going, because others they're afraid of change. And uh, even in the organization, problem. yes, even in organization, they whenever there's reorganization, there are a lot of stuff. Whenever we have a, a change in our president, oh, a lot of stuff are scared of, oh, what will happen to me? Will I be laid off? Will I be moved to another department? Will I be? And I, I told them, if if you'll be moved to another department, then that's another blessing because you'll be learning something new you'll be meeting new people new connection and that's uh that's part of growing because if you're used to doing this and you don't want to go out then then you stop we're either growing or dying right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah oh my so in your um your business right now um what is your next goal for the next 12 months see again i i, I just no, want you don't know it's not i know it's not uh it's not, it's not, it's not so working it's already in the present that you're doing it's for I, what i see in the next 12 months for myself right is for my message to be bigger than i'll ever be okay that's okay it. um what and what do I mean by that is I have to keep working and growing. I have to come on podcasts, I have to go on stages, and I have to speak mm-hmm. my truth. Because my truth is not going to be your truth. Mm-hmm. Right? But we can all understand. I know as an entrepreneur, right? And I used to use this example all the time when I was speaking on stage, is if I know if I need a million dollars and you need a thousand, or vice versa, right? And I only have 999000 and you have $999. We both share being screwed. <laughs> so when we understand that, we can speak to anybody because we understand the emotions of being screwed. We don't have. We don't have, right? We need and we want. That means we don't have. So if we can understand that we're all the same, we're all the same. Just nobody laughs or cries in a different language. We're all emotional creatures. Show emotions. Become vulnerable. 
And then your life will change on a dime, 180 degrees. But people are afraid. They're stuck in fear of what other people are going to say to them, about them, or whatever. Oh, yeah, I agree. So I, I know you've given a lot of insights, a lot of advices. One major advice which you could share to our listeners. Stand up again. Just stand up again. Mm -hmm. Take the beating. It's coming. Murphy's Law is real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? right? Uh -huh. yes. A lot of people, a lot of people that I, I, I talk with, they're always like, well, you know, what what keeps you going? And it's my message. My message keeps me going. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I'm felt rather than heard. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that somebody's going to go to sleep tonight, maybe a little bit more, um, I guess, a little bit more thought on, uh, about themselves. It's okay to be selfish. And that's what people don't understand. It's okay to walk away from disempowering circumstances. It's okay to walk away from, sometimes you don't even have to give somebody a reason why. They already know why you're walking away from them because they've done things to you for so long. Stand up again. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest, that's my biggest thing is to have people stand up again. Because if you stay down, you're going to be down mentally, physically. But when you stand back up again and, and, and people are like, wow, he stands back up again over and over. I tell people I'm too stupid to quit. I'm just, <laughs> you know, how else am I going to, how else am I going to meet the rest of the world? I want to meet the world. There's almost 8 billion people on this volcanic meatball. I want to meet everybody. So if we do through Zoom calls, we do through like community groups, right? Understanding that as we're creating, I have a quick story for you. Um, I was, I was part of, um, part of this, this boy's life, man, young man, he's 25 years old, uh, my friend Magisha. And we, we were talking about starting this, this food, this food, uh, uh, community in Nakavali settlement in Uganda. This is where he's from. I read, I read Magisha's story and I, and I fell in love with this kid, 25 years old, empowering, unbelievable, unbelievable story, unbelievable motivation. And, we were probably like 20 Zoom calls in, a bunch of clubhouse meetings and all of that. And he got killed. Oh, my. And I'm still, I get, he got killed in March. Um, and this is November. And I'm still looking at like, so what did I learn? What did I learn? You know, like, why was he in my life? And I believe he was in my life to keep me going. continue what uh, he's doing as well no, and, and, and the thing is like everybody once he passed away everybody came out and was like i'm the new boss i'm the new boss i'm the new boss i'm the new boss and i was like no nah, nah, nah. I'll, I'll let everything settle down and then i'll come around to it again and i'm starting to find out who the people are that, that are making things happen and, and i'll i'll go into it again but i was I was I was uh, having uh conversations with him about how to become and and this is for your audience as well how to become the brand. Mm -hmm. You have to brand yourself. You know, yes. my brand is from this point forward. I have to leave you better than what I found you. So if you're listening to my voice or you're seeing my face, 
I have to leave you better. Yes. We all need to understand that. Look in the mirror, become better for yourself. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, and that's how we impact other people and uh, pushing. It's not really pushing, but inspiring and telling them that you have that power within you to create really the life you love making, uh, leaving your purpose. Spread. Sure. What happens? What happens when your heart and brain coherence is is like met? You boom. You turn on this light, this this light, the beacon that you are, so people can see. I used to want to climb the mountain, right, and, and be like, "Look at me." Now I climb the mountain now, so I can look at you. I want to watch who's coming up. See? I want to see who's coming up. And that's you pulling them, making them, inspiring them, empowering them. Come on. If I was able to do it, you can do it. Yes. Yeah, everybody can. Yes, everybody can. This, this is so important. Mm -hmm. Mindset is so important. Yes. You can change your life by changing your mindset. Exactly. And it's so hard. I, I to tell you the truth, it's so hard to help, especially family members. <laughs> you can't help people that don't want help. Exactly. There was a time there was a comment, oh, you're a coach. How come you are unable to help mama, our, our mom? Because she's 87 and she really has a fixed mindset. But every day I would always talk to her and then try to share some insights and see how I be, I'll be able to help her and encourage her. But it's always a no, no, no. And then that's, I told, that's what I was going to say. You can't help her because she doesn't want to help herself. Yes. And that's what I told my sister. I won't be able to help someone if she's not willing. I need sure. someone who's willing. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. What a great uh, interview we had. Would you like to share your contact information so they may be able to connect with you? Sure. Uh, my website is uh, craigsikowski.com. Mm -hmm. uh, C-R-A-I-G-S-O-T-K-O-V-S-K-Y.com. Um, my book is Everybody Pays a Vig, One Man's Entrepreneurial Journey. And social media, everything is Craig Sikowski. I'm not that original. Right. Thank you so much. Again, Craig, thank you for giving me the opportunity to interview you. And no, thank you for the opportunity, Cynthia. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners um, have learned something from, from this discussion, from you most especially. And we need people who would be there to really push, push, each, uh, push each other so that they may be, be able to discover their potential. Because we only need someone, an accountability partner. <laughs> I, I'm, I always say I'm here to disturb the comfortable and comfort the disturbed. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Thank you again. And uh, till next episode to our, to our listeners. And um, have a good, a great day. And uh, goodbye. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.